Welcome to the BRP Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and I'm joined always by one of the most fantastic people that has ever walked the face of planet Earth. Also, one of the biggest assholes I know. But no, I love him. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, he is in a really good place. He's liquored up like a like a sponge full of fucking Jameson right now. But I love him. Michael Windsor. How are you doing today, Mike? Jameson sponge? <laughs> oh, I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. Uh, Steve is also quite liquored. Yeah, I'm drunk. If you, if you can't if you can't tell. I'm drunk. You know what? We're going to give it to you either way, ladies and gentlemen. Can I ask you something, Mike? Have you ever done three pods in a row? No. No, me either. Yeah. Has anybody else ever done three pods in a row? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, I'm actually, all right? Uh, so I was a little nervous getting into this, first of all, because I'm kind of drunk. And if you listen to the Annie Gladbach episode, you knew... That you were slurring your shit. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of embarrassing. And Annie, you were a great guest, don't get me wrong. No, it's just Mike sounded like he was doing Dr. Seuss but, books but, while we were fucking doing that episode. But on this episode, Steve is also kind of fucking... Drunk. I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not okay. He's a little drunk, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited now. So Mike, alright. go. Yeah, Mike, you know how we get into it every week. Tell me what's new, what's going on. Well, obviously nothing's new because we're three podcasts in on one day. But I do have something that I want to get off of my chest. Get it off, baby. Okay. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a content warning. In the next five minutes, my wonderful co-host, Mike Windsor... Drunk Michael Windsor. My wonderful co-host, <laughs> Drunk Michael Windsor, delivers one of the most insane rants I've ever heard about mukbang. If you're not familiar with mukbang, it is defined as... Mukbang, also known as an eating show, is an online audiovisual broadcast in which a host consumes various quantities of food while interacting with the audience. It became popular in South Korea in 2010 and since has become a huge worldwide trend. It's goddamn garbage content. That's debatable. The point <laughs> is, no one should get as mad about it as drunk Mike Windsor just did. And for the uh, for the listening audience who is just trying to enjoy the pod, we decided it might be good to cut this out here and put it at the end of the episode. It was it was a little dark. It was pretty fucking dark. <laughs> so if you're interested in learning more about mukbang, stay tuned at the end for a full recap from your favorite drunk co-host, Mike Windsor. We will also have an accompanying video giving you an example of mukbanging. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. With Brian. Back to the show. Now, all right. We need to, for the first time in like three episodes, wrap up our what's new category. So, guys, Mike's pissed. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting episode. We're going to see what happens. But guess what? We have an unbelievable guest. He's going to bring him back uh, from the depths of despair. We have, can I say it? I can only say part of it. I guess we have Brian, the mysterious Brian. Okay, joining us on this episode, he's going to be an anonymous bartender. He has a big boy job, um, but he's going to tell some unbelievable stories. And he's got not just one, not just two, three, three cocktails three for cocktails. us this week. So we're going to be really getting into it. I'm sure by the end of the pod, Mike's probably going to be bitching even more than he is already right now. So <laughs> um, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, this is the margaritas, the gins, and the whiskeys with Brian. I'm going to burn this podcast down. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, we have Brian here with us. We're not going to give you his last name. He's got a big boy job. Brian, thank you for joining us. 
I am so happy to be on the show. I'm here with some of the most beautiful human beings I've ever met in my entire life, and I'm very happy to be sitting in the same room with you guys, because I haven't done that in a very, very long time. Too long. He finally got, he got, he got vaccinated, so... Yes, yeah, yes. He's vaxxed and waxed. He's ready to rock and roll. Vaxxed and waxed, baby. You know, Brian, <laughs> I cannot tell you your enthusiasm is, I think, the thing that's going to carry us on eagle's wings through this <laughs> this next hour. It's going to yeah. be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully I can bring Mike back from the depths of despair just so I can push him right back, right back down into, yes. into it. Yes, you pull him up and you push him right back down. Mm. And yes, good. I am going to be an anonymous guest because... Uh, I will not leave my job anonymous. As well as a bartender, I am a teacher because you cannot live on just a teacher's salary. Mm. So if the folks that I worked with knew what I was saying today, I would probably lose my job. 100%. <laughs> so listen, all of y'all out there, especially a lot of you service industry people that are now teachers, because sure. there's a lot of crossover oh, between yeah. service industry and teachers, and honestly, got a lot of the same skills, dealing with shitheads. Also, because like, kids, yeah. kids are shitheads. And, and kids will pay top dollar for liquor. Teachers are terrible tippers. <laughs> terrible. I'm like, they're horrible at being in the bar. It's really bad. Like, I go to happy hour with some of my teacher friends, and it's like, I feel like I they, they keep us all in one check. I feel like I have to pull the server aside and tell them what I had. Because <laughs> they, they come over, they're like, all right, what'd you have? They're like, I had a Bud Light. They're like, what'd you have? I had an Angry Orchard. They're like, what'd you have? I was like, can I, can I just come play at the bar? I had three Jamesons and three IPAs. <laughs> and I just don't want them to know that. Keep it you are truly a good friend of Dirty Tom because Dirty Tom taught us one thing in his episode, simplicity, okay? Just order a fucking Jameson. Just order a fucking beer. What are you trying to do uh, getting all fancy and so and ordering off menu? So I like that. I like Dirty, that. Dirty Tom and I got fired together once. Mm. Well, we, you know, he actually told that story, but I'd love to hear you. I want to hear your perspective, so we're going to get into that sure, here in a minute. Sure. So before we get too far uh, down this rabbit hole why don't you tell us what you're making for us this weekend do you want me to tell you just the first cocktail or all three just do the first one we'll jump into this actually you know what give us the names of all of them and then we'll go with the first one all right so the first one is a cilantro and jalapeno margarita okay uh, inspired by my mother. All right, home, mm. home recipe. Home her, her recipe, and, yep. And your mother is a chemist by trade, correct? She, she is a saint. <laughs> she's my a saint by trade. I'm not saying she's not a saint. You I'm shut just, your dirty whore mouth. I didn't she's say She's a anything. saint. God damn it, Steve's been drinking. She's right? a saint. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, What's cocktail number two? Cocktail number two is called a cucumber Collins. Okay, so like a Tom Collins, but with a cucumber flat. It's a little bit more, but yeah, we'll get to A little more to it. Okay, we'll get to that. And what's our third one? Third one will be whiskey. Okay. So, we're, guys, we're going to pace these out throughout the episode. So, if you're listening, there's going to be a big ingredients list. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you get prepared. Also, pace yourselves, okay? You're listening to three seasoned drinkers who drink together way more than we probably it, should. And also alone a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really get into some alcohol. So, make sure you do yourselves a favor. Eat some dinner, Okay. Um, make sure you're at home. Don't operate any uh, high-powered motor vehicles or, keys. Or, or equipment. And make sure that you have the stamina to get through this episode because it's going to be a lot. So, Brian, why don't you just get us right into the first cocktail. It's going to be a classic margarita. And while you're doing that, um, uh, you're preparing that margarita for all of us. Mike and I are just going to kind of uh, uh, talk a little bit about how to make this drink. Okay. Sure. So, guys, a, a, a classic margarita, you know... A lot of times when you go to a restaurant or bar, you're 
you know, the simple parts are a shot of tequila, a half shot of triple sec, and sour mix. It's not even triple sec. It, it makes me think, you ever watch Archer? Be sure. Right? It's Cointreau. Cointreau, which is a type of, a higher end type of orange liqueur, right? Which is really what triple sec is at the end of the day. But most shitty bars are going to make you a margarita with three parts. Mm-hmm. They're going to give you sour, they're going to give you a tequila, and they're going to give you triple sec. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, is that in America, we do not make good sour mix. Mm-hmm. We don't do it for some reason. So if you want to make a good sour mix at home, I can give you a really quick recipe. Um, the good uh, mixture is usually two to three limes to one orange and one lemon, okay? And, and, and Brian's got a home recipe, so it's a little bit different than that. But usually if you squeeze two to three limes, one orange and one lemon, um, that'll give you a great um, base for your sour mix. You add a little bit of sugar and a little bit of water, and if you want to boil that on the stove to really bring all those flavors together, that'll make your, your classic sour mix. Now you're going to want to chill that and kind of get it ready for the drink. Now, if you then you know prepare that and you start to make the cocktail, a shot of tequila, maybe a shot and a half, will get you going there. A couple shots, right? I, yeah, you know, I like to make I like to make my margarita strong. Personally, I like a lot of salt. I like it on ice, and I really enjoy a GM floater if we're yeah. do, if we're doing it right. You know, so you can go beyond the orange liqueur with the Cointreau or the triple sec, and you can do a GM floater. This is going to be more of a classic margarita tonight. So Brian's doing um, uh, some silver tequila. He's got, um, we're actually not doing any triple sec tonight. And one of the reasons why is because we fresh squeezed all the fruit. So we got a really robust orange flavor um, in, our, uh, in our mix already. Now, we fresh squeezed orange, limes, lemons. Brian is obviously doing kind of a, a twist. So he's adding... You know, what is he adding tonight? Um, a little bit of jalapeno. Which oh. I absolutely love. A little bit of muddled jalapeno in my so, margarita. And I'm with you. I'm, you know, usually for me, I'm not a big spicy guy, but I love cilantro mm. in mine. Cilantro really brings that zest into the drink that yeah. you that, that just changes the entire complexity absolutely. of it. So, um, for anybody out there, obviously you can do this frozen if you got a blender. We're going to do really classic tonight. So... We got um, even more than classic. Yeah, like, we just, just got it over. We're doing a fucking real, and we're putting a little bit of uh, Brian's twist on it, all right? Yeah, and and listen, anybody that's going to potentially uh, um, question this drink, just remember this is Brian's mother's homemade recipe, and if you question it, um, make sure you leave your address in in the um, uh, in the comments so we can come and kick because <laughs> we will come. You know, Brian's from Jersey. And yeah. uh, Jersey don't fuck around with mama's recipes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's topping off the last little bit here with just a splash of soda water. Just give us a little bubbly, you know, kind of. Which cu- that's also a very unique twist. Yeah, just typically cu- you'd never really get any soda water in a uh, in a margarita. You you know I think a lot of bartenders uh, splash Sprite, but that's <laughs> fucking I didn't. That's truly not, no no to your point. That's truly not the the pure way to make mm-hmm. the drink. So. Um, so he's giving it a little stir, and I think we're about to take off here. Well done, He didn't done, put sir. any goddamn salt in the rim, but I'll forgive him for that. Well done, sir. It's a beauty. Um, <laughs> so, Brian, can you tell us, as you're kind of finishing up these cocktails, why this particular drink tonight? Uh, when customers come to me and say, you know, what's one of your specialties? I say, well, I make a real mean margarita. And this margarita is inspired by my mother, um... So typically every year I, I take a vacation with my family, um, extended family, 
And, you know, my mom's motto is always, on day one, let's unload. Unload. Me- meaning, you know, let's unload all of our baggage, all our packages. Let's unload and then get loaded. Mm. Unload um, and get loaded. Let's unload and then get loaded. Uh, okay. Um, and this is one of the cocktails we will make. Sometimes we will do basil instead of the cilantro. Mm. Uh, basil is also very good, but um, we do all sorts of margaritas. We'll do peach margaritas. We'll do... Um, strawberry, we'll do blueberry, but this one was always my favorite. And typically, she does it in a blender. I with, a, so so when she does it in the blender. Sorry to interrupt you. Sure. Does she do it with the cilantro and lime in there? Yes. So that gets blended gets into blended. the whole mix. Yes. So that's more of like it almost like purees itself into the whole. Yes, and it makes it interesting. Much, makes it much easier. But when I'm working behind a bar, I fucking hate using oh, a blender. Yeah, fuck blender. What, what, what's I, one of our favorite mottos? The blender is broken. The, the three words. The blender is broken. Yeah. Blender broke. Blender isn't working. Blender is broken. Period. <laughs> or just go fuck yourself. So cheers. So it's oh, sorry. Watch the computer. Watch the computer. <laughs> so it sounds like that. Um, besides being a great cocktail, this cocktail has a little bit of a. Mm. Oh, that is a fresh goddamn. You gotta, you gotta be careful with the jalapenos too. Like, sometimes they're not as spicy. Sometimes a little bit more spicy. Oh, that's this is. I probably could have put a little oh bit more god. sour mix in this. Oh my god! No, you cru- you crushed it, dude. Yeah, but as, like, I, like I said, you can also replace the cilantro with basil. Basil is a nice substitute. Mm-hmm. It's also mm-hmm. really good. Um, I like the pulp in there. The yeah, fresh the pulp's squeeze, nice. That pulp really like and just top it off a l- with a little bit of soda water. It's it's, it's nice. Nice pop. It's for fantastic. You. And and I love the nostalgia. I love that there's a story behind this drink. I think a lot of the bartenders and and servers that have come on with us, you know, um, it's either been their favorite, as in like this is what they drink, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. been for a lot of the people, or it's been like, hey, the most memorable bar that I worked at, this was their go-to. No, no this is what Mama taught me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's a that's that's a great segue. So we always start off the pod with the drinkin. So this is like your bartender LinkedIn. So tell us a little bit about how you got to the service industry and the extent of your experience. And then lastly, where are you right now, or are you out of the industry? So sure. start with kind of how you got into it. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been working in bars and restaurants since you know since I was driving. By the way, I love this idea for a podcast because it's like literally just like hanging out with my best buds, <laughs> drinking and. Talking, talking, talking shit, shop, man. talking all the <laughs> shit we always great. talk. I, I love like how have we not come up with this idea much sooner? Because like this is like it's just hanging out. It's good. I love this. Do you want to know how, why I haven't come up with the idea sooner? Because y'all keep getting me too drunk <laughs> <laughs> and too high. And we're gonna continue with that tonight. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> so like, I've been working since I was like 16 in bars and restaurants. I've done hosting. I've done bar backing. I've done busboying, serving, bartending. Wow. Everything but own the goddamn trip. Everything but own the goddamn trip. And <laughs> well, uh, maybe maybe a story for a later time. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I worked a lot in Baltimore and Towson. Uh, I'm not afraid to list some of the places I've worked at. I've worked at, at CDP in Towson. Uh, one of my favorite bars that I worked at was One Eyed Mike's down at Fells Point. Yeah, One Eyed um, Mike's has been a big uh, big point on the pod. We brought brought them up a few times. Shout out to One Eyed Mike's. Shout out to One Eyed Mike's. Great owner. Great place. If you have not been there, a lot of history. One of the oldest bars. One of the oldest buildings in Baltimore. Amazing food. If you like Grand Marnier, if you like good food, go check out One Eyed Mike's. I, great fucking place. And can I throw one more term at that bar that we don't, I think, throw out enough as bartenders? Please. It's not, I, I, I wouldn't really consider One Eyed Mike's a dime. Okay, and here's why. Here's why. After like eleven o'clock at night, it's a diet. Right, but it's a nice place. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very nice. Joint. But but that's the thing. Um, 
it raises uh, the food quality level and the service quality level beyond a bar. But what I will say about one-eyed Mike's, it's a fucking hideaway. You want to be away yeah, from yeah. the rest of the world. You want to just have a drink with your lady. You want a quiet night alone with your thoughts. That is the place in Baltimore City. It's yeah. such a great little hideaway. It is also, if I, if I may interrupt you real quick, it's the last bar to serve a drink in Fells Point every single night of the week. No doubt. And that's part of the hideaway <laughs> is that you know you can yeah. sneak over there at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning and still get it. Still get one, one of the cocktails I was thinking of doing tonight was the One-Eyed Mike's Old Fashioned, but I was like, you know what? I can't take any sort of credit for that. Like, I wanted a drink that I was either inspired to make or I had to come up with and on we the love, spot. And we love that. We love that. So... You've been at CBP, you've been at One of Mike's. Obviously, those are staples here in Baltimore. CBP. I mean, all of us together worked at the fucking diner. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> the diner. We met this piece of shit, Mike. We can't, we, we can't get away. Oh, we can't get away from the diner, and we can't get away from. We'll Mike, never though. get away from the diner. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, so CBP is. I mean, Brian didn't really go into this, but that's such a staple on the Towson campus. Um, you know, that has been a place. You know, the original CBP was right down near Mike and I's old mm-hmm. apartment in the city. And, and this is like a Baltimore through and through staple. Yeah. You know, it has, when you walk into the CVP in Towson, you are met by this unbelievable um, decor that is all Baltimore themed. It is Baltimore lacrosse. It is Baltimore football. It is Baltimore baseball in your face. And it's, I'm not even talking about pro sports. I'm talking about high school. I'm talking about college. I'm talking about like these legends of the local community are like enshrined all throughout this place. So it's a very... When, when we, you know, I think a lot of times people call it like a college bar. To me, that's not a college bar. To me, this this is a representation of Baltimore County. It's, you know, it's, it's much much farther beyond just a college bar. No you get, doubt. get the lawyers coming in, like everybody from the courthouse, and the food there is actually very underrated. It is, it is, I, and, and you, you make a good point with the courthouse. I mean, the fucking circuit court and the district court are right next door. It is in the heart of the business district of Towson. So it is a hopping joint no matter what demographic you are. Young, old, male, female. It is a local spot. And this and the one downtown is the same way. It's on the Johns Hopkins campus. It, it's right in the cut of this kind of like education district, mm-hmm. business district, mm-hmm. young people, old people kind of all living in the, in the same area, cutting it up at a bar. So I think that's cool. I don't think every bar can kind of offer that. So... You've been at a couple of these places that are staples here in Baltimore, but where where else? I mean, obviously, you mentioned the diner. Uh, diner. You know, I worked a couple of joints back in Jersey when I was in high school and a little bit in college. Um, I worked in uh, like a fine dining Italian joint. I worked in an Irish bar down uh, on the shore. Uh, now, that's a place I can see. That's That was hard <laughs> fucking work, man. Like, you're talking like dragging... Like, I, I, I was a, a bar back there. Dragging kegs through like 100 degree heat outside. It was... I lost, I lost like twenty pounds that summer. Like, it was great. And, but like, like you said, I'm I am a fat boy at heart. I'm yes. also a fat boy physically. So <laughs> I am playing the role. Um, but uh, currently, I'm actually um, I just started training at this joint down in Annapolis. You're in a brand new I'm, bar. Brand new bar. This is awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see how it goes. You know, it's it's always tough starting a new gig because like I've always I've always been a bartender who like I establish my regulars and they're there right, right. every fucking Thursday every Friday every Saturday and they come in they see they, they'll text me and be like hey man save me four spots at my bar save me a ta- save me a table I'm coming in and that's always been like a big part of my business but this joint's like it's like a very like turn the tables kind of place it's a bar right on the water in Annapolis like, you mean yeah it's in like 
uh, in and out, but it's, it's like directly across from the Naval Academy. It's a beautiful spot. Like people take their boats into it. It's it's nice. I like. I just have my second training ship there. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I will say, guys. I mean, I you know, Brian is uh, doing. He's being a bit modest with his looks. Brian is the most jovial, happy-looking motherfucker. <laughs> when you see Brian, the first thing you want to do is hug him. You just want to wrap your arms around him. And, and he gives the best hugs, by the way. He's, like, the best Thank hugger. You. But right now, he's grown the back of his hair out. I assume it's for, because of hockey season. He's a crazy... Yeah. Ra- he's it's a crazy... Like one, it's basically... It's, it's, it's a man. fucking mullet. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a crazy... Christ, he's a crazy Rangers <laughs> fan, okay? We mentioned he's from Jersey. He's a crazy Rangers hey, fan. Hey, let's go Rangers, baby. And right now, <laughs> and right now he looks like Barry Melrose with this slick <laughs> back up top. It looks like the, like Barry with this slick back to up top, and I'm telling you, it's very it's very uh, dockside bar vibe. Like yeah. I can see him in an, in in like a nice shirt serving good cocktails to nice people. On crushing the, Sandos. That's right, crushing Sandos <laughs> like down on, in Annapolis. I like on Law and Order, like moving crates. Like yeah. I, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not drunk enough. You you aren't. We'll get there though. All right. I'll keep working on so, it. All right. So let fine. me ask you. Let me ask you before we hop into the gauntlet. Um. So you just got this gig. Were you out of the business for a while? Yeah, I stopped back in. I guess September, October, because dude, teaching in COVID was ludicrous. Like it took. And way, that's your regular gig. That's, that's my regular, regular gig. like full time teacher. Um, like I, I've always had a bartending or restaurant gig on the side, um, but like it just came to the point where like we're not getting any business at the bar, and the, the teaching gig during COVID when it was first starting was so overwhelming. I put way more hours in it. I just didn't have time in it. But I like as a teacher, I need to have this bartending gig because the year's about to end, paychecks about to stop. So I need this summer gig, and I just, I, just, I love the restaurant industry. Like mm-hmm. I, I just it's dude, it's addicting. It's it's, it's it's fun, man. Like I I actually enjoy providing people with good service and talking to people and oh, just like we love it too. It's one of the things that we keep coming back to on this pod. It's one of the reasons that Mike and I are even doing this pod is because, look, I I hate to get like weirdly nostalgic, and we'll probably do this at the end of the episode a little bit more and really kind of dig in on why you love this industry. But man. You know, some of the best friends I've had my entire life. Some of the best relationships. I mean, romantic. This guy. Rom- yeah, romantically. The reason the three of us are sitting here. The reason the three of us are sitting it's here right now. because of Nautilus. It is not just because of Nautilus, because of Dirty Tom. Like, Dirty Tom was a friend of mine that brought me into a restaurant that he worked at. And he just happened to go to school with you and go to school with you. No, we, he didn't we go met to school with Nautilus. Yeah. Even better, right? So he goes, he, he goes to school with Brian. Uh, we end up all meeting Mike because he works at the same restaurant. It's a beautiful industry that brings people together. But the other thing about it that Mike and I have hearkened to a bunch of times, the restaurant industry doesn't care if you are black, white, purple, orange, fucking gay, straight, uh, fucking tall, short, fat. It does not matter. It has to be outgoing. People. It's it is amazing. Now it is. I will say you need to have. You need to understand how to take a joke. Uh, yeah. It's an industry where you need to you need to understand how to have a little bit of thick skin. But I will tell you this: it is for everybody. It's like you yeah. said on a it's Zach, for everybody. It's like you said on Zach's episode. Can you start serving tables right now? 
Yeah. Like, we, we need you right now. Yeah, we need <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That's how places are right now. Yeah. Places need workers. Oh, and so it's crazy. If you're out there and, and need a gig, like, go. Go, to, go to a restaurant, man. Like, they're oh my God. right now. They will hire you. Restaurants like, are hiring gangbusters right now. Get out there. So, all right, man, that's awesome. Uh, so happy to have you back in the industry, buddy. Dude, I am. Welcome I'm back. back. I'm fucking glad to be with you guys, man. I'm so happy to see you guys. <laughs> Love it. And without, without further ado, we're going to hop right into the top ten. This is the fucking gauntlet. Oh, Lord. Back. This is the gauntlet, Brian. We have painstakingly sat down. It was a lot of drunk nights for Mike and I. A lot of fighting. We came to fisticuffs. It, there was some skullduggery in there. And we have weaned it down to ten questions that we think that are really going to give people an idea of the service industry and what to expect. So, question number one, pet peeves and misconceptions. Give us some of your like things that just really grind your gears when it comes to the restaurant business. Oh, man. All right, I... I think I think number one is like when somebody puts in their order, they're like, "All right, I, I put my food order," and then like five five six minutes after they put it in, they're like, "Actually, yeah, yeah, you want your you want your steak um, medium rare after you ask for it well done? Yeah, I'll go I'll go run back until the chef who's been cooking it for five minutes to go change that order. Yeah, no yeah. fucking problem. Which, so so switch ups with orders. That's that's the big one. It's like, dude, you order your food. Like, I, if it's already cooking, it's already cooking. <laughs> I've always found that interesting. It's like, um. It what changed? What changed? Well, you know, it's always interesting. It's never like, it's never like, hey, I actually want sweet potato fries instead of regular fries because sure. that's a, so, a side is too a, bad. That's a, well, hold on, but it, what I, I guess I'm trying to say is that's the type of thing where it's like you actually wanted something different that you hadn't considered, and yeah. and maybe I can cope with that. But the but to your credit or to your point, the one that I can't abide is you never liked pineapple. Why did you ask for pineapple? And then later tell me, actually, no, I was, you know, what? Weren't you confident in that moment? Were you feeling cocky? You said, yes, I want pineapple. And then five minutes later, you don't. Uh, it, to me, the bigger thing is changing something that you know that you don't want. Because then you have to go back and you have to talk to the chef. And the chef looks at you like, yeah. you piece of shit. You, like, it's like, I, I, didn't, I didn't do anything. It's not my fault. Well, and you special prepped it like this, right? Yes. Right. Yes. That's like, how it is. Well, and you, you may have just used this as an example, but uh, the well-done steak. If don't you're, order a lot of steak. I'm if sorry. you're ordering your steak well done, just don't go out. Okay? <laughs> just fucking get some ground beef. Well, can we... Throw it on the radiator. You know, this might be a good time for another... This uh, Throw it on the radiator. <laughs> Jesus, man, it is from Kansas. Um, look, no, I fucking... We eat our steak raw, okay? Yes, you do. We literally cut it out of the cow. And eat it while the cow is so still screaming. Okay. Maybe maybe a better rule, and we made us we made it. We, we're starting to make rules with this category, so maybe a better rule is this. And I'll ask you this, Brian, sure. um, objectively, if you're my bartender, my server, and I sit down at your table and I say I'd like the steak, and you say, I uh, we uh, we recommend that at medium rare. Okay, uh, and I say, well, I don't like anything rare. What if instead of saying well done, I just say I just want my steak cooked. I would say, do you want pink or no pink? No pink. No pink? Uh, I'm gonna give you a medium well steak. Okay. Who doesn't want some pink? Okay. So you're gonna, but you're gonna shop it with the customer, sure. right? You're gonna have a conversation. Now, can I ask you, are you basing that off of what you know about your kitchen? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I worked at places where I know they will typically cook it a little bit under, where right. I know they will t- typically cook it a little bit over, and it's definitely better to shoot for the under because you can always throw it back on there. Oh, look at a little bit more. Right, right, right. You can't reverse that. If I bring process. it out, to, if I bring it out to the table and it's underdone, one of the great things is yeah, not, I'll put it back on not only can nice. I put it on, but I can also get it hotter. Yeah, right. It's yeah. gonna keep. It's gonna come out hot again. So I'm with you on that. I've worked with some cooks that will cook medium rare and it's got pink in it. Or sorry, sorry, medium well and it's got pink in it. And and so I'll recommend to a customer, look, if you don't want any pink, I'll do it well for you. But you got to be careful. You got to be careful with it because the second we get past well, they're gonna char that motherfucker. And you better not only know that that's gonna come out charred, but you also better know it's gonna take a long time. So it's gonna hold up the rest of this meal. So if we got a well done steak here and we got six chicken dishes guess what those are all going to be done and we can time it but you it's, know that, your meal can be out in 20 minutes like the 25 minutes get, get ready to wait that steak's going to hold everything up and, and it's tough a lot of people don't don't um warn their customers on that but i i guess that's probably a good way to transition to the next one which is best tips worst tips because a lot of times those people that are super picky about their food end up being the worst tippers when you try to coach them you try to coach yeah. them as best as you can but anyway give us your best tips worst tips Oh, it's hard to think about. Uh, one definitely stands out as my best, which was a long time ago. And yes. one definitely stands out as my worst, which was very recent. Yeah. Which one do you want to do first? How about this? Mike, flip a coin. Which, you want best or worst first, Mike? Uh, worst. worst. Worst first. All right, so um, <laughs> this, is during, this is during coronavirus when I was bartending and we were just allowed to reopen. We're taking tables in. Uh, everything's going well. Most people are tipping like, like at least 20%. And it was great. And then we had this one we had this one table come in and I guess they didn't realize it. Like, you know, we were kind of an upscale joint, our prices are a little bit higher, but it's worth it. Like you're getting good food. Yeah, uh, like you're getting you're getting quality food. And they get their bill, it's a couple, their bill is like 120 bucks. And on the tip line they wrote 0.00. Like zero dollars <laughs> and zero. Like 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 you like we are not tipping you. I was like, motherfucker, bartenders have been out of work for <laughs> For, for, for months now. And, like, not only were we bartenders at this joint, but, like, the bartenders are also the servers. They're also the barbacks. They are also the food. Like, they were only you're, you're bartenders. Either, you're either a cook or a bartender. Yeah, at this joint, yes. I was like, what? The, lo- un, the unmitigated goal. Yeah. <laughs> to write not just the zero. Yeah. Zero, period, zero. Now, zero. You've been home for months. You've not been going out to now, eat. Can I, can I ask you, did they write the two, uh, uh, the two uh, z- second zeros? Yeah, like it was smaller? zero. But they no, they were big. Oh, okay. They were big. It was, because you know what it was pissed, clearly zero, zero, zero. Do you know what would piss me off even more if they wrote zero point little zero 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 with like a line under it, like the the, the, the ones that are like floating above <laughs> like the. I'm gonna check. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, I know. I know the food was Wait, good. I know we gave uh, you I, good I service. I just gonna ask. Well, that's my question. Are you sure you just weren't a terrible server? No. Maybe that's Are you gonna be antagonistic this entire time? Absolutely. This will also bring me. Do me a favor. Ratchet up and be more antagonistic. I need you to start pushing his button. Bring it out, bitch. Uh, this will also bring you back to the first question, which is pet peeves, because they said, thank you, your service was great. The verbal tip is really? the fucking worst. Thank you. The verbal tip Absolutely. is so bad. It's like, yeah. but as, soon as, says, as soon as somebody says, your service was great, you're like, oh shit. Okay, yeah. so let's back up. Yeah. That's a good point. We actually have never done this before. We have never done this. This is the first on the pod. I love, in fact, can we get a cheers for a first on the pod? And you guys don't even know what's coming, but I'd like cheers, to talk boys. about this. Folks, here's the thing. If you didn't like your service, don't pretend like you did. Why do you people do this? You tip bad. You talk shit. You do all these things to show us that you didn't like your service. But 
to the server's face, you act like everything was great. You say, oh, the food was good. The service was good. We loved you. You're fantastic. Why are you a fake person? Okay. Stop so, being that so, way. If you didn't like it, be an asshole. Honest to God, I can't yeah. believe I'm telling you. I'd people, rather have bad feedback than somebody lie to me. Right. I, I can't believe I'm telling you people to be an asshole. But look, one of my most hated athletes of all time is Peyton Manning. You know why? Because Peyton Manning's fake as fuck. He gets on there. He goes, "The other team played well, and I love my team." And you just hats off to him. Like, no, I don't suck. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that. I want you to be honest. Look. If you didn't like the service, tell me, because then maybe I can get better. If you didn't like the food, tell me, because then maybe I can coach the chef mm -hmm. how he can get better. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something about the food that the chef doesn't even have anything to do with, how we seasoned it, how the recipe is, how we're storing it. And if you don't tell me, I can't get better. So the, the lip service, where you're faking it, where you tell me everything's fine, everything's good, and then you walk out with no tip and complaints to put on Yelp and otherwise, I can't take it anymore. Quit faking it. Be real. So this is actually a callback to our very first episode. Okay. Okay. And, and uh, people who are in the service industry will understand this, but people who aren't, uh, this is like a little educational thing for you. So I think it was Steve Buscemi in uh, Reservoir Dogs. I don't that? tip. I don't tip, right? I don't, I don't tip, think they right. deserve it. All right. Here's the thing. I know we've talked on this podcast. Do you tip a lot. people in the McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. I know we've talked on this podcast about how sometimes you're making really good money and you're making good tips. Uh, most of the people who work in the service industry are not making that great of money. They're making yeah. under industry they're, they're, that's, no what the, that's what they do for a living. And their checks literally are zero dollars. They're grinding. They're, they're grinding out bad money. And uh, they rely on your tips to make a good living. And, uh, you know, you're coming out and you're spending some money on some good food or whatever to enjoy yourself. The least you can do is not lie to them. So he, here's the thing. Here's what it all comes down to. When people think that you don't have the tip, you need to realize that you're wrong. Okay, so a, a very classic example is, let's let's take a stock boy in a, in a supermarket, right? Let's say a stock boy is doing a bad job. He's not stocking the shelves right, right? Right. You can get paid the same regardless. Exactly. The, the manager doesn't get to come in and say, you're not stocking the shelves the way that I like, so I'm not going to pay you this week. They don't get to do that. They still get their fucking paycheck, and either they they get corrected, they get you know they get coached up and, and they, managed and they continue to work there, or they get fired, right? Right. So the same thing applies with a server. If they are not doing a good job, that does not give you the right to deny them of their fucking salary. Do you know what it does give you the right to do? It does perfectly give you the right if you have a problem with the server, go to the manager and yeah, talk to them. Or because, even oh, yeah. talk to the server too. I'll tell like, you guys, yeah. I'll tell you for everybody listening, I've been in this business for 16 years. Never once, never once have I been scared or upset with a manager coming to me and saying a, server, a customer had a problem. Yeah. I'm all about that conversation. Steve because, deals with it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is, it's going one of a couple ways. Either I'm like, yes, I'd like the constructive criticism. What did they say? How can I get better? B, they're wrong, and let me tell you how, and I'll give them more of a perspective on the situation. Or C, wow, there was a huge miscommunication there. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe there's a way that I can improve next time, or maybe there's <laughs> a way as a restaurant, as a restaurant, we can better serve these yeah, customers. But the point I, I, I had one complaint once. My manager came over and said, uh, your, your, your team said that you seemed like you were high serving us. Like, yeah, we smoked together. You and I. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we started. The manager. He said you're the manager. Right? If I may, real quick, um, Yes, yeah, Steve Buscemi, who did not tip in uh, Reservoir Dogs, 
same uh, Tarantino movie, different Tarantino movie, in Pulp Fiction, he's a waiter. Oh. He certainly is. He certainly little, is. Fun little, little, little observation. Now, for now, for fan fiction, do you know uh, what character he plays in Pulp? Because he gets mistaken for Buddy Holly. Oh, I was going to say, I was he's the Buddy Holly waiter. No, he gets mistaken for Buddy Holly, but he's actually... The big Bopper? No, he's actually uh, Dean Martin. Uh, not Dean Martin. Um, uh, uh, ah, who's Dean Martin's? Who's Dean Martin's? Uh, it's Dean Martin and Dean Martin and Dean Martin and God damn, it's gonna come. That's gonna come to me in a minute. Anyway, Frank Sinatra. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Frank Sinatra. It's not Frank Sinatra. But it's gonna come to me here in a minute. But the, anyway. the, the point is, if you're not a server or in the industry. Having a bad time does not mean that you get to then deny that person of their living wage. Now, what, Especially if I, it's not their fault. If exactly. it's the kitchen's fault, not well, the server's fault. Even like, if it is their fault, the, the appropriate action is to give them a tip and then go to the manager and be like, yo, your fucking server right. sucks. But I'll give you a little a little thing you can do on the sly, right? If you have a fucking server that you fucking can't stand, they suck, they did a terrible job, instead of not tipping them, what you do is you take... 20% of their tip, well, of the check, their tip, you put it in a pint glass full of water, okay, cash, coins, whatever. Then you take a coaster or a menu, fuck off, listen to me, goddammit. We are, we are listening. Fucking assholes. That's right? the problem, that's the problem, we are listening take, to you. Take the pint glass, put their tip in the pint glass full of water, you take a menu or a coaster and you put it on top, flip it over, right? Then set it down on the table, pull the menu up from underneath it. I mean, that's fine. I'm going to take the money out and let the busboy take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> just ruined all that. How are you going to take the money? Well, you know. Just take, I'm, I'm just saying, now you've got, you've got, so, you got a 20% tip. Do me a favor, tip. people. Don't let, Mike, Mike's feeling spiteful right now. Don't do that to any server. No, do that. Man. If they are a shit fucking server, no, I, no seriously, just fucking put it in. So and then leave have them there, an tip and fuck them over. Yeah, have okay. an upside down glass full of water. We're going to re, we're gonna have to revisit this. This may be a controversy, but let's move on. All right, so number three, worst <laughs> drink orders. Upside down. Upside down drinks. Would be a terrible I hate word. Upside down drinks. I, Me too. <laughs> I, I tell you right now, I, I, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, fuck. Oh, I hated this. I hated making this fucking drink at CBP. Um, I can't remember. Essentially, it's, it's, it's like a blue motorcycle, which is like a Long Island, but, right, right. but with, with blue, blue carousel. Blue. Yeah, and and then an entire Red Bull can. Oh, it's a trash can. It's a trash can. Yes, that one. <laughs> that one. It's a trash can. So you, need to trash you need to understand something, Brian. We've crossed this bridge on the pod before. If you drink Long Islands, you are trash. No. If you drink Long Islands, the Red Bull upside down. No, 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 if you no, no, drink no, no. Long Islands and you're not 21 years old, you're trash. You yeah. can only drink Long Islands if you're 21. You can only yeah. drink blue motorcycles if you're 21. You can only drink trash cans if you're 21. Yeah. If you are any other age than that age. You're trash. Yeah, you know, I'll give it past the 19-year-olds. Uh, oh, <laughs> under? Oh, no, no. So I should say 21 under, yeah. and under. Yeah. 21 and under. I tell you, man, like, at CBP, like, having so many college kids, like, I, I fucking, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I will judge you if you order a dirty fucking Shirley. <laughs> a Sprite, Grenadine, and Vodka. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll, or, I'll, I'll judge you less if you order a ger- dirty Shirley than if you order a Candy Corona. So, I oh, mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all in good fun, but... Um, no, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think those giant mixes of alcohol, it's like an only to get drunk drink. And I remember trash cans, they used to come in a pitcher um, in college. For We used to have penny pitcher night, and you could get a trash can oh, for Lord. a penny. And you can imagine, once you're too deep, you're you're shwasted. And um, it just, it looks, it look, also looks gross. Anybody that's ever seen a trash can drink, you know that has that 
emerald green color to it. Like it's, it's like it's dirty like, green. It's not right. It's like dirty green. It's not it's meant like to radioactive. Green. You're not meant to put it but in your body. The point is that they've accepted it and they call it a fucking trash can. Yes. Well, maybe that's a good point. If you're ordering, if a you're trash willing to can, order a trash can, you're willing to be Oscar the Grouch. So, um, one of the things I got to add on this particular category that I've been meaning to for weeks. Do you guys know how there are always these shots that are in, like, cycles, right? So, like, um, when we used to live down at the beach, it was Fireball. Fireball was hot. And then after that, there was, you can, know... Can we not do flavored whiskey? Like, no, what, that's fine. I'm like, with like, it. What's the, like, like, like cinnamon whiskey or vanilla whiskey it. or queen apple whiskey? I'm, like, I'm 100% with it. But you know, like, if you're 18, you're just getting... You guys are hijacking this right now. Stay with me. <laughs> Stay with me here. Stay with me here. The point is, you know how things go in cycle with shots? And then there's, yeah. like... You know, um, uh, Vegas bombs are hot. Vegas and then, bombs. you know, um, uh, uh, green, tea, green shots. tea shots are hot. So there's always a shot that's hot. Right. So right now, if you work in the bar industry, I don't know if this is common for every city in America, but I just went to San Diego. It was hot out there. I work in Baltimore, and it's hot out here. It is sour bombs. That's all anybody I wants. Sour bomb. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Right, so Smirnoff Vodka decided to make this stuff called Sour Vodka. It's bright blue. It looks exactly like the um, stuff you put in your car for your defroster. <laughs> in your, in your and it, it looks like antifreeze. It's bright blue like antifreeze, and it tastes like, and it's just sour vodka syrup. Ugh. And it's one of the most disgusting Ugh. things ever. And what people do is they mix that with Red Bull, and they call it a Sour Bomb. Oh, no. You're just going to throw up. I sell about 400 Sour Bombs a night. No. Okay? Oh, yeah. And that is on a conservative evening. And when I, and if we're talking about worst drink orders, this stuff is so foul to me. The smell of it alone makes me almost want to gag. This stuff makes me want to drink Fireball again. God. If you put a gun to my head and say Sour Vodka or Fireball, I'm going Fireball. That's how gross this shit is. It's going to... It's going to absolutely liquidate people's insides. It, like, it honestly makes me think of when uh, we were all living together and uh, Dirty Tom and I were getting re- we were all getting ready to go out to the bar just at a party and a girl was going to pour us some shots. Girl we didn't know. Cute girl. Look look nice. So whatever. Yeah, pour us whatever. But we had yeah, some yeah. shots. Well, that's the thing. She pulled out some pinnacle whip vodka. <laughs> Oh, you poor bastard. And she poured us some shots, and Tom and I both took the shot, and they were like, oh, gross, and like immediately reached for a chaser and you know, drank some beer or something. And she very pompously was like, you need a chaser for that? <laughs> like, it's not, not because of the alcohol, It's not money. the alcohol, sweetheart, okay? <laughs> it's the fact that you're drinking a fucking cotton candy, whatever, whipped cream flavor. It's the alcohol. amount of sugar that is going... I have diabetes after that shot. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. So, I hope oh she my died. God. Talk about ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups ever drinking that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, question number four. Ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups, dude. Tell me about yours or your co-workers at the bar. I really... I was thinking about this. I really don't have too many. I, I, I did have. I, oh, I'm shit. Brian, and I've oh, never made a mistake behind the shit. bar. I I'm perfect. I, I mean, I mean, I've never dropped a drink before. La di da. I mean, I did. Have, I've never been high and drunk and totally. I can explain. <laughs> uh, my personal worst fuck up was actually at the diner. Um, where I had a tray full of probably like six prime rib meals. Oh, and, ooh. Big money. Big and money. And I laid this tray on a table, 
and like half the tray was hanging off the table. Oh, no. mm-hmm. Too much. And more well, than too, half. Too much weight hanging off the table. And I took the first plate. Did you really? On, I'm on the table. <laughs> and I picked that plate up, and the entire fucking thing flipped down, dropping five of the six prime ribs at all sides, all over the floor. And so me, probably stoned, looked at the table, holding one prime rib, and said, "Guess who's getting free appetizers?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, not to mention, though, the silver lining is one person got the Yeah, <laughs> you still served that one bribery, right? And I was like, whoever wants it, ego. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was my own personal worst fuck up in a restaurant. That's just a straight up seesaw situation. I mean, we've all been there. To me, I always end up doing it with drinks where I'll set a drink, I'll set a drink tray down on the corner of a table, and it's balancing fine until I take the two beers off of it. It goes into my lap, and I'm just like, what an idiot. Ooh, another one that was not my fault was like, have you ever had like, those outdoor patio tables where they're, they're like a graded table? Oh, yes. Well, like sometimes and, and they, the, the dent, shit, they get like that indent. Yes, they're denting. They right. don't sit right. And I put all these drinks on the table, and like it's just sitting, and they went pop. And like, every drink on the table just spilled. And I was like, um, sorry. I, I don't know what happened. What do you want from me? It was a spooky ghost. It was a spooky ghost. Spooky ghost. Spooky <laughs> ghost. Okay, so speaking of potential spooky ghosts, all right? I mean, these people are spooky. Well. No, I mean, so, is... aside from fuck-ups, we need to talk about ultimate uh, health code violations. And I know you've seen some because I've, seen wit- some I've seen you witness them. Okay? Yes, yeah. folks, folks. Yes, I'm, absolutely. You I, have. I, I, Brian's eyes just got glazed over like a man who saw a murder. I know... <laughs> I know that he has some good uh, health code violation stories deep within him. I don't have too many, but there's one that sticks out. Ooh, yes. Yes. I, I love the one. And I love the it, one. It, it made me feel very sick after I saw it because everyone suffered. Um, when I was working at a specific bar, uh, I don't want to name the bar because I like the bar. Um, but this bar had a dishwasher behind it that you like loaded down full of dirty dishes and okay. it would wash them and everything was good. Next to this um, dishwasher was like a big container with a hose connected to it that was filled of soap to wash these dishes. And so I we had this new bar back, and he was the only bar back that had been on all been on all week. And I was like, hey, like this thing's empty. When's the last time you changed this? It's like full of soap. And he's like, you're supposed to change this. So we had this been running. Hot water through all the glasses for about a week. No, not a, no, no. So like I, I was like I was like I drink here. I know I've been drinking just like weird. It's like everyone is sharing. Everyone is sharing. Everything, everything, like, I think this is actually where coronavirus started. Yikes! Yikes! Oh my god! I was like, well. I need to teach you how to fix this. Oh, yeah. man. I think we talked about this on the last podcast, or the last episode, but like it, it helps build up an immunity. It does. It's at, it does. I, I tell you, as a bartender and a teacher, I work in the two most oh, Brian disgusting can never kill careers. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I am, like, immune. Brian, I say this is a compliment to your cockroach. I mean, uh, yeah, really, yeah. You'll you'll survive a fucking nuclear holocaust mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. Uh, th- this man is in the ultimate scenario to just survive pretty much anything. As long as he's not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <Well, coughs> that's a good one. Jesus Christ, I'm coughing already. I must have had a drink out of the wrong glass. Uh, but that was, <laughs> dude. That's a great story. We're yeah. actually gonna take a break really quick, guys. We're gonna have a few more cocktails, and we're gonna get set up for Brian's gin cocktail. Now, what is the gin cocktail before we? 
You got a break? It is a cucumber Collins. Ooh, it's a cucumber Collins. So look, finish up your margaritas, get a little bit of rest, uh, and, and kind of get into your comfy clothes because we're going to get a little more suave when we come back, all right? Mm. So we're going to take a little break and then we're going to get into the cucumber Collins. Okay, welcome back. We took a little break. We got some new ingredients. Obviously, this is a very uh, new segment for our pod. We've never had two drinks in one pod, Mike. Or three fucking podcasts in a row. Or three podcasts in a row. We are we're we're going on fumes here, Mike and I. But thank God we have the beautiful, the beautiful Brian. Oh, stop. Oh my God, he's so <laughs> sexy to to bring us back. So Brian. This is uh, this is a kind of a inaugural run for for our pod. This is our second drink on one pod. Tell us what we're making here. All right, so this is called a cucumber Collins. Which the first time a customer ordered this for me, I said, "What the fuck is that?" I didn't say that to the customer, but I said that to myself. So they ordered this cocktail, and I was like, "All right, I'll make something up here." So I went to make a traditional Tom Collins, and I added fresh mint and cucumber. So I muddle the mint and I muddle the cucumber. Um, do an ounce and a half of gin, half ounce of simple syrup, half a crushed lemon, top up with soda water. I love yourself a, a, a nice. refreshing cocktail. So it's really, at the end of the day, guys, it's like a Tom Collins. We talked about that in episode two and really how to make that with some muddled mint and cucumber. It just gives that a really fresh vibe to it, especially, I don't know about anybody else. I'm a huge mint fan, so I already told Brian load mine up. Um, but the cucumber, yeah. the cucumber is the thing that really makes this drink what it is. It gives a, a, this robust kind of fresh, fresh flavor to it. So you, you brought it up on a different podcast, but uh, the other guys, I think so. The cucumber water. Yes, yes, the cucumber oh, yeah. water. <laughs> and if yes. I may, the cucumber, you, know, you must include mint and cucumber as a garnish because when you go to drink this. You also get a whiff of right. that fresh cucumber. You want the aromatics. The aromatics. The, aromatics, the whole point of muddling is, is aromatics. Which That's is right. a huge part can, of, of the s- drinking and, and bartending experience. I can for smell sure. it from here. Yeah, it's a, it's a great I smell. I can smell you from here. <laughs> not pleasant. So Brian's I showered you, ass. Well, no, it's not, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it's the booze. It's the booze. I'll burn this podcast down. This is fun. We're having fun. Do me a favor. Tell the people that like 10 more times before we're done. I'm right. actually not I'm counting anymore. on my fingers. So while Brian's getting us poured up, okay, um, we're just going to remind people. This is a weird intermission for us. We appreciate you guys taking the time. Hopefully, you were able to get the whole ingredients list this week. So again... Gin, lemon juice, mint, um, uh, and, and and a little bit of cucumber. Now, if you can't get mint where you're at, um, that sucks. Li- <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, unfortunately, some of these listeners might be living in a way too cold area. I will tell you this. I, 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 I live in Kansas or something. I will tell you this. Come on, man. A great I've got su- mint in my goddamn garden. A great you. substitute is mint extract. Very simple. You can buy it at any grocery store. You want to be careful, though. You want to be careful how much you put in. So if you do go with the mint extract, it's got to be the smallest, smallest little drop. If you have a beaker, that's the way to go. So that's a good substitute. All, all of our listeners out there who have beakers, on I know beaker. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Brian's yeah, making just, up these uh, cocktails. We're about to get into them here, and uh, the next category, Brian. Sure. Um, uh, kind of like the bougie drinks that you're making. Uh, the next category is ratchet and crazy customers, but we also call this category our memorable customers category. Man, I worked at CBP. 
Right. So like ratchet became a regular thing where mm. it became hard to differentiate between ratchet. Well, why, why don't you tell us a little bit about your ratchet and crazy customers? No matter who you can remember. Dude, the fucking CVP owner kicked me out of that place one time. I mean, for rolling a goddamn cigarette. I remember that because yeah. you were being ratchet. No, I honestly <laughs> was not. I was less ratchet then than I was tonight. Than I am tonight. I, I appreciate you. I literally, I literally was just rolling. Up. Oh lord. <laughs> I was literally. <laughs> I was literally. Did just, I? Didn't I tell you I shook up that soda before I brought it over? No, I no, no. I literally was rolling a cigarette out at CVP's in Towson, and I remember the fucking owner was drunk as shit, and that, saw it was me. the actual owner. That's right. He was the actual owner. He came. I was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm rolling a fucking cigarette." He's like, "Get the fuck." That joint. He was like, "He's so. like, get the." God. I was like, are you kidding me, man? Like, I'm rolling. He was like, the, the weird thing is, my buddy who I worked at a different restaurant with was the bouncer. And I was like, hey, man, help me out. And he's like, you have to get the fuck out. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the honor for you. But anyway, so Brian, tell us, as we're actually, you know what, before you get too far in it, you just finished off these beautiful cocktails. They look great. I know you're going to do a little garnish here. But uh, why don't we get it? Why don't we get a cheers and a little drinky poo in first? All right, give me one second. Give me guys a fresh garnish. garnish so Bri- Brian, first. when when bar when uh, bar patrons are staring at you and you're finishing a drink, what do you do? Do you whistle? Do you dance? Do you uh, do you do a little bit of a uh, any, anything to to really get people in the mood? I like give them a joke, you know. So give, give us a joke. Give us a joke. Give us a joke, Brian. All right, all right. My, my students love this one. What did the conductor name his daughters? Hmm. What? And a one and a two. He's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking shit. What a, a, piece of what a dad. Right what a dad. This guy. So much. Is that me? That's you. That's me, extra mint. Wow. Look at that. Oh, look, look at how that pretty garden. These are. Actually, wow. can we actually take a picture of this one? Do we have a phone anywhere in the vicinity? I don't. I mean, no, I do. This oh, is a beauty. Lord. Can we can we, here, let's let's see if we can even get a selfie on this no one. Way. The whole people can be part of we we're always trying to get more fanfare for the pod, and these are just too pretty not to do it. Tommy, Tommy. That's, that's dirty right. Tom. Dirty Tom's still here. Mm. Tommy, can you come take a picture of it? That's what I smelled. Come on, come on, here we go. <laughs> we're believe it or not, we're live. No, take a picture with us. <laughs> no, just of us. Believe it or not, we're live. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> You get a clink. The people. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. And a bend. Oh my Christ! That is so good. That's really nice. Oh my Christ! I like that. I like that more than that. My God, that's the best drink that's been on the pod. I said it. I said no. I said it. I said no. I'm. You haven't had my third drink yet. No, that's the best drink on the pod. I'm just saying. I'm three episodes. Other than Jameson. (laughs) Three episodes in tonight, but my God. Fucking Christ! That's good. Holy shit. Is that is that cucumber? <laughs> I hate you. God damn it! That is that is that is perfection, sir. Very nicely Thank done. You. All right, Thank let's get back to it. Brilliant N- summer. Concert. Number six, ratchet mm-hmm. and crazy customers. Tell us about it, because you I mean, were at like, CVPs. I feel like I've seen so much. I've almost become numb to it. You know, blowjobs on the dance floor. Yeah. So so how about this? Instead of a specific, give us give us the overall. Give us the broad. So mean, blowjobs on the dance blow floor is a good. Blowjobs on the dance floor. People banging in the bathroom stall, cocaine in the bathroom. Like I almost walked into the bathroom and there's literally like five people standing there with like shovels in their nose, like looking up like <laughs> I'm like, guys, it's, I'm not security. Like it's, I, I just want to piss and get back to work. It's fine. But like there's a stall. Go in there. Come on. Uh, I mean, I just I no, but, so, but people banging in the I, 
I was once, go, walk, like, I, it was almost the end of the night. I was like walking my drawer downstairs. I walk my drawer downstairs, drop it off. I get, I go to get to the elevator, go back up to the third floor. Comes out, opens up, and there's just some chick riding some dude in a chair in the elevator. I'm like, where's the? How did you even get a chair in the elevator? <laughs> it's, I just, I've seen it. I've seen it. I feel like I've seen it. All. It, was <laughs> it was probably Chuck. <laughs> like, I got a, chi- uh, a key, but I got a chair. But that's pretty good. I mean, I, I will say. Um, so I ran into a ratchet crazy customer the other day. Like, uh, so I've been. I think I told him the last pod a, a week or so ago. I went out to San Diego, and. Um, the first night I'm in San Diego with my lady and I, we go out, and it's just her and I, it's a quiet night, it's a Wednesday, and we're hopping around, and we ended up running into a group of girls at a bar. Now, we sit down at this bar, it's just my lady and I, okay, and these three girls at the other end of the bar. Sure. Now, my girl goes to the bathroom, all right? Now, while she's in the bathroom, there's an exchange between the bartender... Michael's eating the cucumber garnish. It's what? there for your smells. <laughs> it's for the aromatics, Michael. It's God for the it. aromatics. It smells good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we have a ratchet and crazy customer right here, folks. We're right here on just, the pod. I'm just trying to get my go. greens in. So, um, <laughs> no, my lady goes to the bathroom. There's an exchange between these three girls and the bartender, and I chime in. You know, just being a friendly guy, I kind of hear what they say, and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what the conversation was, but I just throw my hat in the ring. And they turn to me, all three of the girls, and they start kind of like badgering me, throwing questions. I can realize already that they're all wasted, all three of them. Some hot girl shit. So I start talking back to them, you know, just saying like, you know, like bullshit. And they immediately go, they, they said something about like my, uh, my relationship status. And I go, no, my girl's in the bathroom. They're like, we don't believe you. You don't have a girlfriend here. And I was like, she was just here. Did you not see you. Did you not see it? Like she was sitting... Two feet from me. What are you talking about? And she's like, "Nah, you're just trying to hit on us." And I was like, "No, she's gonna come back from the bathroom, like, like in like two seconds." Oh, we don't believe you. All of a sudden, my girlfriend walks back, sits down at the bar with me, and like, I kiss her, and the three of them are like, "What? You were lying?" And I was like, "No, I was not lying. Uh, we we are here on a vacation. We end up becoming decent friends with these girls after that." Why? Would you do- well, because they were fun. They were the only people out was on Wednesday night. What They're is wasted. We we end up Santiago. we end up having a good time, right? <laughs> so we end up having a good time, and and uh, we thought we forged like a decent friendship with them. They were all like really like being nice to to my lady. We were all cutting it up. We were talking about, hey, where are you? From? Oh, you're from Maine. You're from Georgia. You're from you're from Mississippi. Like they were all from all these different places, and so were we. And you know, not from San Diego. And I thought it was fun. And the reason I call this a ratchet customer story mm-hmm. it's because two nights later while I'm still in San Diego I'm out at a pool hall called The Dog Ooh. and I'm having a few drinks and all of a sudden we look across the bar and there is the girl that is with their crew and her name was Emily and I turned to my girlfriend I'm like yo that's Emily she's like yes that's her oh my god we should go say hi and so her and I, my girlfriend and I go running right up to Emily and we're like, what it, what's up, girl? How you doing? Good to see you the other night. Like telling the inside jokes we were telling the, the night before. And she yeah. goes, whoa, who are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know you. Wait, was she like blackout or was she just like full of shit? I don't know, actually. It was either, ha- either A, she was trying to put on for somebody who was there because at one point she was like, you don't know me. And I go... You're from Maine. You told me you're from Bar Harbor. We had a whole conversation about how I went to Bar Harbor, right? And and I was like, 
We did this. I think she was giving us. I, I think she was giving us a cold shoulder yeah, she, for some reason. She was but to me, right that on. shit is ratchet. Why are you putting on? I don't know. When I went to visit Mike for the first time in Kansas and went to this barbecue joint, I was drunk. Mm-hmm. And like as we were leaving the 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 joint, I very proudly exclaimed, "I'm from New Jersey." So I do not pretend to be from someplace right. else. Right. So I didn't like that. I didn't like that. So to me, that's ratchet. But, you know, I got to be honest with you. If you come into my bar and you scream, I'm from New Jersey, I might start a fight. So, I mean, Mike, that's a great cue for number seven. What What's number seven for us? Well, first of all, fuck Emily. Well, yeah. She's, that, she was really rude. fucking come from Maine. Just, yeah. I mean, really rude. Just be real. If you yeah, be if real. If you don't like Steve, just tell him to his yeah, face. Yeah, just tell me to my He's face. Heard it, a million, it doesn't bother He's me. heard it a million times You before. know what I think it was? I don't think she liked my lady. That's fine. That's fine. That's she fine. wanted to get some of that sweet Steve D. No, I think she actually wanted my lady. <laughs> she wanted me out of the picture. If we're being completely okay. honest. But anyway, number seven: fights, arrests, and fires. Tell us about some of the crazy shit that happened at the bar. Cool. All right. So I'm gonna breeze over the basic stuff because one, CVP eventually burned down and they built it back up. Two. CVP had a ton of fights on the regular. People constantly getting uh, brought out by bartenders, bar backs, security. But the one that sticks out, I was actually not at this particular bar for. It was not at CVP. It was at a different bar. Um, but I left for vacation, came back a week later. And I go to open my register, put my drawer in, and it's a bunch of police reports. And <laughs> there's a bunch of written statements. And I was like... I was gone for a week. What the fuck happened? And, uh, so I don't. I, I don't know what drawer to put this in. You know. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, uh, what are these for? And I was like, oh, I'm looking for those. I'm looking for those. He's like, what the fuck? I've happened? been looking for those. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gone for five days. What the fuck happened? He's like, well, uh, the other night, uh, a bunch of teenagers came into the bar and asked for some water. And the bartender wouldn't give him water and said he had to be 21 to be in here. And they were very disgruntled, and so they went outside. And. Bartender could see them walk around outside, and then they took the cigarette ashtray, which is pretty heavy, mm-hmm. and they looked at it, and they <laughs> picked it up, and looked at it again, and then they launched it right through the window. Yeah, and like the, the, the entire part of this place is a giant glass panel window, <laughs> and they completely shattered. The odor was not there, so I got the story from... Like you, coworker, except, are you talking about like underage motherfuckers? Underage, yeah. Like, like they came in looking for water. They Who didn't, gets they, that? They, they didn't no, but they did. Thirsty people. Yeah, but that's did, they, did they not look for drinks? Did they, 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 not? they did not. They only asked for water. They were not that's drinking cocktails. The bartender was like, "You guys can't be in here. You're underage. You gotta leave." Like, all right, and whatever. that enraged them enough to throw off. A I, I think the kids were looking for an issue. Yeah. That's, well, you should. They should just give them some water. And this was like late at night. The owner had not been there at this point, <laughs> so the bartender told me a story. He's like, "I called the owner who was in a bar wasted. He, the bartender like like Ubered down there with some of his guns and like like they cleared the place out. And anyway, kids had essentially shattered the entire front of the restaurant. They had a board nice. up for the night and. Um, the the owner told me, don't ever go on vacation again. <laughs> and also, just like you should give water to people. Who you should give water stuff. to people. You should give water to people. You should yeah. give water to everybody. Well, everybody everybody should have water. Even if they don't ask for it in that particular Fuck moment, yeah. just pour some water on them. You know? Fuck yeah, pour it that. might save Although, if I'm in the weeds and a bunch of dudes come in and ask for water, might not help them right Well, away. listen, speaking of pouring some water on somebody... Okay, you know, I, I would love to see some water on some white t-shirts, if you know what I'm saying. But let's go to number eight, sex stories, baby. Again, <laughs> going back to the elevator. As we say, which we I don't think we really got into with health code violations, protect the innocent and the guilty here, Brian. Fair enough. Uh, as, as I said, the one joint at the elevator, 
Door opens up. Chick's writing, dude. Uh, saw people banging in the bathrooms. Saw blowjobs on the dance floor. So, uh, so I, can I we really, center uh, in on that? Uh, yeah. yeah, the, the blowjob on the dance floor. I'm about blowjobs on the dance floor. That's, that's Take really Take me through brazen. your night. No, no, hold on. But I like, mean, back me up to like, you're having a normal day. You get dressed. You go into work. When's your shift? Uh, you know, four to close. So I'd be get, get, get there at four. I'd probably yeah. leave there at 2.30, 3 in the morning. Normal dinner rush? Normal sure. dinner rush? Everything's well, uh, going the, fine? The dinner rush is fine. But this happens around probably like midnight, 1 a.m. Okay. so Lights are down. Late night. Strobe lights. lights are late down. night. DJ. Dance floor is packed. Where are you? You're still behind the pipe. Behind the bar. Yeah, okay. And, and it's just like, you can see like, like through the bodies, you, you, you see just like, a little bit of a bob going on. <laughs> I had bob. You're like, that girl looks really short. Did you think <laughs> she's not you, that did short? Did you think it was a dance move? Did you think it was I like was like, a... that is a really consistent dance move. Down, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. And I was like, she blowed him. Now, now, my question, my immediate question is, because uh, are, are we talking about CVP? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> if it is the place I think we're talking about, and, and it's the dance floor I think we're talk, talking about, it's a pretty big dance floor. Yeah, right Fit big. a lot of people in it. So right mm-hmm. not you, not enough people and not big no, enough dance floor to have a fucking. It could, no, it, it, it was packed. It certainly could be. But what I'm saying is, it would be hard to be. They're not the only people out there. No, but I mean, the, no, no, they're not the only people out there. But so, no, nobody around them is like, yo, so, over here. So how that are is happening? So how are the other people around them reacting? They're not at all. They're just grinding, they're just like, dancing, they're like, and doing their thing. They're just like, okay, I'm so, sorry. I'm so sorry. that to me is like shocking. There's a provocative thing happening, and people within a foot of them, it's like they're, it's not even registering it, for it, them. And then ten feet away, there's a bartender that's like, what? It in reminds the world me of Sid telling on? us about shit on the dance floor. Yes, yes. Somebody hey, pooping on like, the dance floor. I, I love. I'm, honestly, I'm surprised more people didn't cheer them on. Yeah. Go, go, go. I feel like me, me. uh, So I'm gonna come. So I remember, I remember. uh, You know, I went to West Virginia, and I remember in my college experience, one a very common thing is um, a girl would get hosted, and I hate to say this, you know, I'm not trying to be sexist or or uh, close-minded here. But here it comes. (laughs) I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing with the people what would happen. Um, If you were out at a West Virginia bar or club and a girl got hoisted up on somebody's shoulders, inevitably what would start happening is people would chant, just one tit, just one tit, (laughs) just one tit. And, and, you know, the goal was maybe that girl would take her tit out. I don't know. That's not sexist. Everybody likes titties. I mean, you know, she had 100% power in that situation, yes or no. She didn't have the show, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that's what it's making me think of is like this was almost like provocative for sport. Like if I'm if I'm sucking somebody's dick on a dance floor, yeah, I feel on. like I'm go doing on, it. Steve. I mean, I might. You never know. <laughs> can you, can you describe it. I yeah. just feel like. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is your technique here? Like this, like bob, 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 bob and weave. Bob, 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 bob and weave. Down. I, no. I, I, I've been a drunk asshole many times in my life, but like, literally sucking somebody's member. Whether you're a guy or a girl. Don't be so sweaty. Like literally licking uh, but and sucking su- literally floor. licking and sucking somebody's genitals on a dance floor. Well let's that do this. A, but if you're if you're the dude, you're like, Yeah, yeah. I guess, but like that's a it's a trashy move. And also like that is there's so much attention that's gonna be drawn to that. I agree. How how are people not chanting? Well let's play all? this game. Let's play a different game. Okay. What is the raunchiest thing you've ever done? 
Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your mom's a... She's a saint. Oh, she I apologize. She's a fucking twat. <laughs> um, to me, I think... Leave the, the mothers out of this. I, I think the... I think the raunchiest thing I've ever done on a dance floor is take my shoes off. You know? I did it once at a wedding and I regret everything about it. Uh, I've been on some dance floors that weren't really dance floors. They were festivals. I was going to say, can I just say drugged? Yeah. No, <laughs> no that doesn't count. I've been on, no, it definitely counts. <laughs> that's not raunchy. That's just well played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have not been a very raunchy person on the dance floor. I am a respectable dancer. Well, anyway, I mean, that's that's about as... I mean, when we talk about sex stories, that's about as crazy as it's ever going to get, is getting blown on the dance floor. Yeah, and I hope I can be there one day. But <laughs> to, who? to watch or to... Who be, are you going to blow? To watch or to no. blow? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. You, you can blow me, baby you boy. You son of a bitch. All right, let's move on. We're going to move on to one of me and Steve's favorite categories. Okay. Bar hazing pricing games. All right. So hmm. we've been there before. I remember you whipping me, me with towels. We oh, I would party. make you bleed. Yes. We used to, we talked about all the dirty Tom pranks and games. I mean, there's so many of them over the years. You know, all different little things that you can do um, uh, to keep yourself entertained. Games. games that we enjoy to create or play. My, my favorite was when I bartended in Towson was the new barbacks. We, we would always, we, we couldn't find our keg crusher. Oh. So we would God, send that damn. bar back keg, to every just, bar. That... That idea in my mind, the keg crusher. Like, like you can't figure out like, that's like thing. you're crushing it like a fucking like, like beer a can. can. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, the... if they figured out right away that it wasn't real, like that's the future. That's the future bartender. <laughs> if, they, if they went to the other bars, because when they went to the other bars, the, the, the bartenders would be like, "Oh, you're looking for the cr- the, the keg crusher? Oh, it's over at Green Turtle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's over at Rec Room. Yep. Right. And if you kept going around, they were barbacks. So Sydney, uh, Sydney, who was on uh, one of our pods, they're, told, they're, they're told bar, us a story about barbacks listening to this right now. Like, wait, the cra- the keg crusher is not a thing. Son of a bitch! Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sonny. Wake up and smell the motherfucking roses. Grant, you were the best barback I've ever had. I need you to say that way. I'm sorry. No, uh, Sydney told us uh, one of the same things. How like um, uh, all around uh, San Diego, every bar tells uh, their new hires that they need to find the Jameson tap. No, no, the uh, the Guinness key. The Guinness key. Guinness key. The Guinness key. Because it's a special keg. By the way, if you don't pour Guinness right, man, like. Wow, you, well, you're just gonna go right in on that one. We haven't started that fucking conversation. I mean, come on, like you gotta, you gotta let it sit, and you gotta be able. Hold to, on, hold you on, gotta hold be able on. Make the clover. Yeah, hold we on, we have to unpack this. You hold on, just, hold on. That's a lot right now. That's a lot right now, and we're talking about bar hazing. We might need a part two of this episode. We will, you know, we will. Look, and, yeah. and to be perfect, let, let, let me sober up, and then we'll do a part two. <laughs> well, three I, fucking episodes in a row. We're right? I can't handle this shit. We'll bring you back again. We'll have bonus content, but have a good cover. Sydney told me about a similar one where she said. They're delicious. <laughs> all around, all around San Diego, they would they would uh, send people for the Guinness key, and people would just running bar to bar to bar to bar to bar to bar, trying to find the Guinness yeah. key. So that sounds about the same. I didn't know that you guys had even did that in Towson. That's oh awesome. yeah, That's the a, keg crusher. The keg crusher is a great one. I love it. All right, so final category, Mike, number ten. Give it to him. Getting eighty six. This is firing and quitting stories. That's why we call it getting eighty six because you out, dog. Well, uh, as I said earlier, Dirty Tom and I yes. got fired slash quit at the same time. <laughs> so, so you, before you, you both, tell you us. both came back to work there after that. I too. did not. No, he did, did not. No. He was not allowed back. But before you tell this story. <laughs> Only Dirty Tom. 
Only Dirty Tom. <laughs> I don't try to go back. <laughs> Before you tell this story, Dirty Tom gave us a version, but you know Dirty Tom. He's a man of little words, mm-hmm. and, and he gave us a streamlined version. So why don't you tell us more of your your uh, perspective of this? Because I love his story. Sure. I love his sure. story. So, and uh, I worked your shift, by the way. Oh, God bless you. It was my first shift that I was I got. It was New Year's Eve? It was my first shift I ever oh, got at the God restaurant. Bless. Full shift, I mean. Well, it was it was New Year's Eve. Then it was a Monday. And I never worked Mondays, and I was never on the schedule. Mondays. Monday. Yeah. You know, Balt- I'm from Baltimore now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, was, it was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve. And, and, and all through the diner. All of a sudden, like, it was like halfway <laughs> through the week, and I wasn't on the schedule. And then all of a sudden, my name appeared on the schedule for New Year's Eve. And I was like, what the fuck? I have tickets to go see The Fish. The fish. The no, fish. The, the drug, fish. The drug band from Vermont. They're, 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 dirty, Tom, they're dirty Tom's favorite band. I, I, I like them. I like them uh, just are fine. They they're good. No, he, they're he, not. he loves them. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so I, I told I told the boss, I was like, hey, listen, I have concert tickets. I was on the schedule. And he's like, if you don't come in, you have a job. I was like, fine, whatever. That's cool. So I worked December 30th, and then that was my last shift. And fun fact, the last time literally I ever shaved my face. Really? I've trimmed it. I have never full really? on shaved my oh, face well. since that day. It was like New Year's Eve. What was it like 20... Wow, that's kind of momentous. 2012? That's kind of momentous. It, it's, it's huge, huge. huge. It would have been, it been uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, it would have been turning 2012. I think so. It, it was 2011 New, turning New Year's Eve 2011 because the yeah. first time I ever worked at Nautilus was November no, fucking, 2011. Yeah, was when no, you're both fucking wrong because I did not move to Maryland until the year 2012. I don't know if you're working there yet. That's, yeah, I don't think you were either. I, I don't think absolutely was. It was literally the first week of 2012. Mm. I remember this. It might have been. So it was probably, it was probably right after we went to this concert. Right. No. So anyway, let's not anyway, get bogged down. Anyway, so <laughs> we'll adjudicate this later. <laughs> Tom, Tom, uh, Dirty Tom and I decided to go to the concert with me. He did not tell the bosses he was going to the show. His plan was to call out on his way. Yeah, well, he, so, he told us this on the last episode. Let Brian tell Brian, tell us what Tom did. So we, we, we drive up to my folks' place up in Jersey, and we take a bus up into New York City. And as we're on this bus yeah. ride, <laughs> Tom calls the restaurant, and he, like a fucking cartoon character, holds his yeah. nose. So he's, he's like, hello? I cannot, I, I'm sick. I can't come in tomorrow. And like, all right, you can't come in? You don't have a job. And he's like, okay. And he went to the concert with me and like, it was like ecstasy and LSD and one of the best nights I've ever had. And to, to this day, it's, 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 it's Dirty Tom's favorite fucking band, The Fish. Yeah. <laughs> if you um, can't tell, he's being sarcastic. I'm not. He loves The Fish from Vermont. He, Wait, he can, I can see Dirty Tom it's right now. It's Fish with a PH. Um, <laughs> it's pronounced The Fish. Um, and it was an amazing concert. Tom, Dirty Tom actually went back and got his job back. But if I may tell one more The Fish-related story on my own behalf. Quickly. Quickly. Um, so one of the best... Um, Serving shifts I'd ever had in my life was uh, after a fish concert. I went to see fish at Mayweather down here in Baltimore and ate a bunch of LSD. And I had to be in work at 9 a.m. the next day. And this man is teaching your children. Okay. <laughs> right. The future <laughs> yes. of America. Right. Um, you are welcome. Um, anyway, uh, so I ate a bunch of acid, went and saw fish. And then it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. And I had to be at work at 9. And my friend's like, you want more acid? And I was like... No, I have to work at like in like five hours. He's like, "Come on." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so yeah, I ate a bunch more LSD and went to work at nine a.m. I go to like log with my computer, punch in my numbers, and like 
computer's like spitting out rainbows in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I went on to have one of the best servings she said ever had. Made a bunch of money, nothing uh, went wrong, and as, it was all thanks to the far, fish and LSD. As far as you remember. So since we're on this, I have to tell my fish story. So fishery. What if is happening? Fishery, if you will. What is right. happening right now? This, this has nothing to do with bartending, but I've seen... Oh, it's the world! I, know, yeah. I love the story. This is the only time I've seen fish. And I will say... The fish. I am a music fan. Fish has a couple good songs. The, the, the fish, if you would. Just the fish. Power through. Okay, so the Mama Dance and Twist. I like those. But anyway, I, uh, I, was, I, I left my job. So Brian asked me... To come and see fish with the fish, if you would. The goddamn. Please keep going. The goddamn fish, okay. (laughs) So and I pissed all of his friends off because I, (laughs) I had I I was working that day. I was bartending at fucking Bluestone, and I didn't get off when everybody else wanted me to get off. But anyway, got off. We all met up. We drove to the fucking. We did the whole lot thing where we walked around and people were doing whippets and what the fuck ever, you know. And we finally got in at Merryweather. Went in and saw the show. We were all fucked up. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say what drugs everybody was on. I wasn't. I wasn't on any drugs. But anyway, the best best thing fucking happened. There was somebody brought this gigantic inflatable earth. Yeah, big old inflatable globe. It was a gigantic globe. Like, not, like... Not beach ball size. It was like huge. Like six or seven beach balls. Like it was gigantic. And it was bouncing around. People were having a great time. Bouncing around the the room. Yeah. We were all in the, uh, what is it, the lawn? Right? It's called called the lawn. Yeah. So we weren't inside. Uh, Weather Post Pavilion. Yeah. We weren't inside of the seated area. We were all outside of the lawn. So everybody's standing up, you know, dealing with the heat. And this fucking giant earth is just bouncing around. And I remember very vividly, too, because. I wanted to hit it. I wanted to bounce the earth so much. I wanted to make my impact on the earth, right? <laughs> and I very vividly remembering, I like, I had to t- turn around and tie my shoe. I looked down to fix my shoe, and I look up, and as I look up, the earth is bouncing away from me. <laughs> like literally, it bounced exactly where I was, and I wasn't there to touch it. I wasn't there to make my impact on the fucking, fucking world. But wait, what deep, happened? To it was deep, and I was very, very sad. But this but. is what happened. So the earth bounced away from me. I didn't get to, didn't get to make my impact on it. But the earth keeps bouncing around. Everybody's having a good time, and then eventually it bounces over the fence, past the 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 yard, the lawn, right, right, right. Sure, sure. and uh, <laughs> hits the ground a couple times, and. Out comes this stocky, short, bald security guy. Security guy. Yeah. <laughs> looked looked like some. He had fucking black shades on. Little fucking white guy, bald dude. Like just looked like he loved like listen to Pantera and former fucking high school shooter. <laughs> no, he might have been a great guy. He just like he was like he was like a metal dude, rocker. You could just fucking tell. Right, right. Get he it. he ran up and he grabbed that fucking earth in front of all these fish fans. The fish. The fish. (laughs) Grabbed it. And everybody's looking at him, waiting for him to toss it back into the crowd. He looks at all of them through his shades and just squeezes that fucker until Bob (laughs) just busted that fucking earth. Like bad chips, man. In front of all the fish pants. And and there was just a gasp. (laughs) And he just looked 
dead on and everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> everybody. I just remember everybody started chanting, asshole, asshole. <laughs> and he was like flexing. He was like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. I am all that is he, man. I, you know what? I love that guy so much. You know what? What a fucking, what a baller. Like, thank I'm you so you, much. I'm, I'm glad you like that guy, but anybody that pops a ball needs to get 86. Okay. <laughs> you know what? What a, what, a, what a fucking ride it's been, Brian. You made it through the gauntlet, brother. I'm very well, proud of you. Man. Two drink, two Dude. drinks in, and and we've had a hell of a time. Yeah, what well, a story to cap I was off promised there. three, but whatever. Well, I'll, we're, I'll we're, getting to, we're getting to the third. We're getting to the third, okay? Because we're going to do whiskey to top her off. In fact, Dirty Tom, do you think you can uh, do us a little favor and get us a, couple, get us a couple shot glasses, please? While we're finishing the uh, that's Dirty Tom. Everybody. Dirty Tom, he's been laying on the couch. That's right, guys. Man. We we had to wrangle him from one pod. Now you just heard him on the second one. Don't forget, he loves the fish from Vermont. Tom loves the fish. <laughs> favorite favorite band. band. Favorite band. So, that's all he listens to. We call this our cleanup section. This is our how's our driving. All right. We just put you through the gauntlet. It's a lot. Okay. Okay. It's a lot. We asked. I had, I had so much fun. We. I'm glad you had fun. Can you give me an idea? Can you give me an idea of? Uh, you know what we missed, right? Where we can do better, um, what we can do to improve podcast-wise, or if you don't have any recommendations there, any recommendations you have in your life, restaurants you like, beers you like, drinks you like, something going on. I, 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 lo- I love this opportunity. Um, so yeah, if, if there's a restaurant that you love that you're regular at that is you've always been faithful to and loyal to, like give a shout out. Like, uh, I'd say as a uh, a Parkville person who's been here for years. Shout out Papa's, best crab cakes, Papa's. great wings. Love Papa's. Um, Papa. Also, I would love to hear more stories about the most fucked up you've been at work. Oh. Okay. Because like, I had my story about, we about taking yet. LSD and going to work and having <laughs> Wait, a dealership. Wasted at work. Wasted I would love to see like, sure. wasted on drugs. Like To me, the most wasted I've ever been was uh, was uh, Thanksgiving Eve night. I brought an entire sure. bottle of tequila in. I drank the whole thing before 7 o'clock. And uh, I actually took my shorts off behind the bar, and I was bartending in just boxers. Beautiful. So I, 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 that. yeah, that's actually a good one. I think that, we is that at Thus? No, that was at Ocean Pride. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that name. Whatever. Do, fuck. I, do I have to fucking edit that shit? No, you don't. <laughs> okay. no, I, don't I, I would love to hear more stories about the most fucked up, or or like the highest you've that's been. That's fine. Ever. I like that. I like that. Most yeah. fucked up you've been behind the bar. Okay, that's pretty good. We're going to have to con- incorporate that one. I don't know where we put it in. I think we maybe put it in. It might be like the most ratchet you've been. Ratchet yeah. you've been. That's what I was Not saying. just the crazy yeah. customers, but ratchet you've ratchet been. Ratchet, okay. crazy customers, memorable, memorable customers, or how ratchet How fucked have you been, have you been yeah. at work, right? Okay, I like that. Um, all right, closing question. Um, why, do you stu- why do you still do this, a.k.a. why do you hate yourself? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a lifelong journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> hating? You know, Loathing. Uh, Deeply loathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um I don't know I I enjoy the restaurant industry I, I enjoy giving good service and giving good quality food like I like talking to people like it's also like, it up it's like I've met people that like I become great friends with I've met like people that I played in bands with just like from like 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 chat with people at work and networking like it's it's almost like. You know, it's almost like hanging out with people. Just like you're, uh, you're making money while you're doing it. Yeah. You know, especially like if you have like great friends like you guys. No, you guys, yes, you, you guys, piece Fuck of shit. You. Um, <laughs> if you get friends, you come and hang out and they visit you. Like, um, and being a teacher, you know, you, uh, that income is never gonna okay, do. Wait, it. wait, hold on. I've got to. I can't miss this fucking episode without telling the story really quick. 
Steve's looking at me is like, hurry this fuck up. <laughs> but one time, Brian and I were hanging out when I was visiting in Baltimore. Got sure. really fucked up at a bar. And Steve, Steve's doing the wrap-up thing, but no, no, I'm we're not telling the that. goddamn story anyway. I was just letting you know, keep Fuck going. you, Steve. Keep going. That was the keep going sign. So we got a fucking Uber back. Oh, no. <laughs> we got, we Tell got, the thing. Hold we, on. Let him go. <laughs> we got an Uber back to his place. Oh, no. And it was this lady, and uh, <laughs> Brian and I were really fucked up. And we're both big fans of Tenacious D. Love the D. So we love the D. <laughs> So we were singing like a bunch of uh, Tenacious D songs while while we're going back, and we're like kind of talking to this Uber driver. We were serenading her. We were saying, and eventually we got to "Fuck Her Gently." Mm-hmm. The, be, the, the, the song. The song. <laughs> Thank you. Clarify. Clarify. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Brian. Brian, get the whiskey. Get the whiskey. Go. Get the whiskey. Finish the story. Go get the whiskey. Finish the story. Finish the story. Christ. I, I love my wife. Christ. So they got to the song, Fuck Her Gently by Tenacious D. Can you finish it? Can you finish it? Yes. We're way over here. The people have to be done. They have to be done with this song. Come on. Come on. Go to the point where we serenaded this nice young lady with Fuck Her Gently by Tenacious D. And we're just singing, you don't always have to fuck her hard. That's That's not right. To do. <laughs> anyway, we get through the whole song, oh, and Jesus. we're getting we're pulling up close to our spot, and she's she was enjoying it. She was having a good time. She had a great time. She, we we kind of like get to talking, and she's asking Brian what he does for a living, and he explains that he is a school teacher at this certain place, and they continue talking and, and exchanging more information, and then she's like, "Do you teach?" <laughs> Do you teach a do certain teach, class? A do you teach X class. subject at X school? <laughs> X subject like, at X school. He was like, yeah, yeah. It's just like you teach my son. <laughs> That's right, people. Never will you know that the Uber driver that you're singing dirty love songs to happens to teach your child. No, no, Watch it was, out. It was just an interesting moment. Watch out. And then, and oh, we, oh, like, we all laughed. And I don't then, think I remember that until the next day. Yeah, you, di- you didn't. You didn't remember that. And we, like, get out of the car, and she was like, well, we might see you later. It was like, no, he'll see you at the next PTA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, I'm, I'm, like, talking to Brian about this. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, you remember meeting that the woman whose son you teach? And he, he nope. did, he did well, not remember any of it. And he was so embarrassed. It was fucking that's hilarious. Incredible. Well, speaking of the next PTA meeting, I think that you should bring all these nice cocktails and see what happens. But, um, Brian, thank you, man. It's been an absolute blast. We're down to our final question. Before we do that, why don't we rip these shots, and then I'll ask you our final question. So, Brian. This is cocktail number three. Folks, this is cocktail this number is just three. whiskey. Yeah, right. It's my favorite. God like, damn it. This is it. my favorite of the three. It's just a classic whiskey. It's a JMO shot. My liver, if you, guys. If you're Come still on. listening and you still got a heart, drink along, as we always say. Don't just listen along. Drink, drink along. along. Drink along. That's right. All right. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. All right, Brian. Oh. Oh, if, sir. if you opened a bar, what would you call it, or what would the theme be? Oh. I opened a bar. 
What would it be called? PTA? Yeah, the PTA. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Help me. What do you say? <laughs> um, I'm going to call it... <laughs> Daycare? <laughs> That's a great bar name, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I'm going to call it... What's the theme? I mean, like, what, really what embodies you? Fucking the fish, obviously. <laughs> good times. <laughs> it's good times. What, just the name or the theme? I'm glad the you didn't go with something super cliche. Come on. Yeah, come on, right. <laughs> I, expect mo- I expect more than you. Good times. <laughs> let me, let, would you, uh, one of the things you could do at good times is you could do three-course drink meals. Sure. Where you're, where uh, you know how a lot of people do wine pairings. Yeah, yeah. You could do dr- cocktail pairings, and that might be really on brand for you. You, you know, know what goes well with you know, you know what goes well with this whiskey. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> you know what goes well with this whiskey. Whiskey. How about, <laughs> union break. Union no, break. I've, I've honestly got to say, and like I'm fucking drunk, so you can you know that I'm telling the truth. This fucking cucumber drink. It's the best thing we've had on the pod. It was so. It's the best drink like, we've you, had on the pod. You, no, I'm serious. You, we're, no, it's we're, the best we're, drink we've we're had gonna, on the pod. We're, we're gonna put the recipe on the fucking social oh, media. Can you hear me? This is how crispy this shit is. It's you, so fucking you have delicious. You to make this because it was. Oh, you got a snack at the end. It's fucking yeah, amazing. The, the, I think that the margarita gave me a little bit of heartburn, but this this, this cocktail is much better. It's absolutely incredible. delicious. Well, it's, guys, it's so so good. Mike's so right, and guys, this has been a fucking blast. Brian, thank you. We Dude, love you. Thank you. Love you guys so much. I fucking love you guys. Thanks for being so much fun. Thank you for having me. I, this is I'm so happy to be a part of this. God, where can I get a fucking t-shirt? Uh, they're, no, they're actually. Oh, guys. Oh, wow, Brian. Thank you for the plug. I want a shirt. T-shirts coming out in two weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks really. Two weeks, guys. Two weeks from the release of this episode, we got t-shirts coming out. Everybody, we love you. Make sure you check out all the social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. Help us out. We want to go everywhere. If you have any suggestions on bartenders, please send them in. We, we are dying uh, to, to interview more people to keep this pod going. We love you. This has been so much fun. Um, guys, uh, tequila, gin, whiskey with Brian, the infamous. What a time it's been. I'm going to burn this podcast in the ground. <laughs> <laughs>so much for listening. We had a great time hanging out with Brian and getting completely sloshed. Hey, Sober Michael here. Some of the best drinks we've ever had on the podcast. It's not easy to do three pods in a row or drink three drinks on a pod, so we appreciate your patience. As promised earlier in the show, we will now give you a complete oral history (laughs) of Mike's drunk opinions on mukbanging. Strap on your seatbelts, folks, because it's a bumpy ride. Mike, anything to say to defend yourself before we let people get into the mukbang? I meant every word of it. You're a fucking <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> Enjoy! So, we've been messing with all this audio, and it's it's a fucking bitch. It's a challenge. You know, especially the remote... We're coming around. The remote stuff, trying to figure out how to make... And, and I'm kind of an audiophile myself. Trying to figure out how to make it all sound nice and sound good. Yeah. And it, it, it makes me think of uh, these uh, muckbangers. Muckbangers? You know M- what I'm talking about? Muckbangers? Yeah, muckbangers. No, you know what I'm talking You really don't know what I'm talking no, about? Is that a thing? This is an, a new thing on the internet. And uh, 
basically what people do is they just film themselves eating. Oh right, yeah. right, like like uh, almost shit. like uh, eating for sport, but like in a gross way. Yeah, right, really gross way. So like yeah. China literally just outlawed it because it's gluttonous. So <clears throat> I will like. I, I've gotten in this habit where I will uh, hate watch these mukbang cringe yes. videos. Yes. With like people sitting, like number one, I'm an audiophile, but number two, I'm all, I, I'm an alsoly, uh, also did, 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 did. I'm also a uh, self-diagnosed misophoniac. What's that? Misophonia is basically where certain sounds. Right. They, it, it's not. It's too. not just that it, it annoys you. Like it literally brings you to a point of rage. Right. 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 You skip all the normal. Can I? Can I just say, people? It's not self-diagnosed. I think we can medically approve Thank you as being part of that. Thank <laughs> that you. Particular I, I appreciate that. So I will like hate watch these mukbang videos where these people just like put all this fucking trash food in front of themselves and they just fucking shovel it in their face. They're slurping their fucking fingers. And they, right, they just right. have sauce dripping down their face. And I just keep watching it because I'm just hoping and praying that at some point you're just going to hear like their door being kicked down. Like, boom! And <laughs> you, just, you just see like... And, and the NSA come take no, no, them no, away. No, not the NSA. You just see fear in their eyes. People put them in a black hood and be like, you're done! <laughs> no, you just see fear in their eyes. And they try to scream for help, but they can't because there's a half a pound of food <laughs> shoved down their fucking gullet. There's and a half then, a baked chicken. And then in there. a fucking random fucking person that you can't see the face of just walks up and starts cramming food down their you face. Know and they're scream they're trying to scream and they can't and this is getting more and then they fucking die. Wow. Wow. And, that's uh, how we're starting this pod. That's wow. Ki- that's kind of like that's the that's the fantasy I have while I watch these muckbangers lick their fucking fingers. Hey and, and look, here, really quick. I'm not talking about the people that are spending an hour or We're two. We're coming out hot here. They're, they're, like, I'm talking about people like, there, there are some people that spend a lot of time and they really put together a delicious meal. They show you the whole preparation and they eat it in front of you. All right, fine. I can see the value in that. I am talking about the fucking people that, just that they're like, one. I just went to McDonald's and I spent $45 and I'm going to eat it in front of you. You fucking lowest common denominator fucking hack okay, okay unoriginal okay. pieces of fucking shit okay right? so mike's mike's on a rage trip but i will tell i will say this all right um one of the reasons that dirty tom and i and you guys remember dirty tom from a few episodes back one of the reasons that dirty tom and i really became friends is because tom used to love watching me eat for sport um one of the, one of the things that i loved most was was just consuming food and alarming right now i'm a fat boy in my heart you know, and in fact, I he I, used to be fat. He's not fat anymore. Well, I think I can say this with affection. I think that our guest today is also a fat boy at heart. You know what I mean? He's a man that really appreciates food and and beer and and the consumption of. You know what I mean? The, the game, the the game in the sport that is consuming all that. But um, I think what Mike's trying to get at is there's there's one thing to do it for fun and the fun of your friends. You know eating wings or chugging eggnog as as Tom used to get me to do um, and there's a difference between that and just eating to gross people out you if know you want to be gluttonous and enjoy especially being an American and just enjoy yourself go for it yeah if you think that people want to watch that on if YouTube you think you're adding to the fucking zeitgeist by <laughs> just shoveling you're really going all in worth. on this one huh? I really like I can't stand these people wow wow okay I really so, can't note to self if you want to be a good listener avoid the muck fuck you alright
back to the Bartender Rim podcast where we hate mukbangers with all of our heart. Okay, if you please. think that you should eat food and film it, then you should out. kill yourself. But before you do, kill your mother and your father because they obviously raised a piece of trash person and you all deserve Are you to done die. Yet? Are you done Alright, I'm done now. Okay. All of you should die! God damn it. <laughs> We're gonna cut that out. Alright, everybody, can we be quiet for three, two, one here?